Welcome to the Dragon Party. I'm your host for this function. We'll see how functional it is <laughs> in a minute. I'm your host, Brett Brandis, and joining me, it's my co-host, Eric. Tell me your name. Uh, I'm Eric Manjo, and I'm excited to still be part of this party. Yeah, I called it a function, but it might just break down at any moment. People will scatter some will yeah. shatter the glass and we'll shout scatter. Scatter! Scatter! Yeah, everyone kind of brought their own direction. activities. Yeah. I haven't That'll labeled the fun. exit signs, so jump yeah. out windows, whatever you want to do to get Look, out of here. Aren't, like, anything is an exit to a very determined individual. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> do you have, like, what was your best exit you've ever done? Do you have, like, some kind of like, oh, I I, <laughs> I fit through a very small hole once. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, for that. I was I was I thought you were gonna talk about like from a bar party. I'm like, probably not super <laughs> appropriate for the podcast. Well, just um, no, 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 but my, I don't know. my greatest escape. Um well it wasn't it's not an exit, but for a while I had this like super old O three Honda Civic. Oh and the car it got so bad that my <laughs> car doors couldn't open or be unlocked even with the key and everything uh-huh so if anyone uh, if anyone accidentally locked the door which is like happened a lot when i was with friends like i drive them to the movies or whatever we get out they'd be like oh eric forgot to lock the door i'll do it i had to open the the trunk because the the trunk key just basically we took out the assembly, so like as long as you could just turn the latch, you can get the trunk open. Okay, and then, uh, but you couldn't do that with the the doors, um, and then you could just push the front the back seat down, yeah, <laughs> to crawl in, and I had to do that an embarrassingly large amount of times. Wow, hey, but that's a that's a nifty little trick. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because more car escapes. It must have been a design flaw. This was from my Jeep. It had like a button that you could just unlock the 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 glass of the trunk for. In any Jeep, you could just click the button. It like it's an exterior button. Maybe I shouldn't uh-huh. be telling this out to the world. They're going <laughs> like, to be like hunting for Jeeps now, right. looking for this button on the back of the car. It'll just open. I like remember going to work one day. This happened multiple times, and I'd leave work and the window would just be open to the trunk <laughs> like i never did anything i was like what the hell <laughs> like someone either wanted to get in there and i couldn't stop him it's just a button on the car it's just a button on the car <laughs> yeah it's just like open please and it, it would they're like all right yeah sure. so if you needed to you could have gone through the butt of the car you should jump through the window all right well we're back at a party and what you gonna be drinking this party oh you ready for this i'm ready for it <laughs> guys it's, what i'm looking at has got to be one of the most expensive beers i've ever seen it's super pricey yeah. yeah or it would appear that way because <laughs> we're talking about proxies today <laughs> so i proxied my beer damn it okay you win this time in creativity here's what i did um i, I i'm trying like we mentioned this is what i got 
Oh, Creatures of Magic. The that Creatures of awesome. Magic. So it is, I literally went to that beer store that I like. We keep I keep visiting now because we're trying to get some variety. And I'm just hunting row by row for anything involving magic. I'm like, magic, magic, magic. <laughs> Found this one <laughs> called Creatures of Magic. And I was like, bam. Bye. <laughs> yeah, I'm just picturing the the sales like person or whoever's helping out. Like, oh, can you look for you? Like, what kind of beers do you like? Like, do you like IPAs, sours, porters? There's like anything that has the word magic in the title. <laughs> just like magic, uh... wizards, magics, dragons, anything that's got any of that. Parties, whatever you have, I need it. And what's so funny about the person that works there? It's this, it's this girl, and I see her every time I go in there. And she says the same thing every time I go in. I feel like she doesn't recognize me yet. I, I haven't, been, like, I don't go every day. So I'm not like right. a usual customer. But I kind of go, like, you know, every other week or so. I come in and she goes, hey, if you have any questions, ask me. Except if it's about beer. And I'm like, that's all they sell. So what, what, what? Is that like a joke? Do you think- no, she's serious. Because we legit one time asked her about, like, one of the beers. And she was like, oh, I literally don't know about beers. I just, I just, I just work <laughs> I just, oh, I just work at like the beer store in town. I'm like, what is happening? I wonder if that that disclaimer. I bet she just gets so many questions. She's like, that's just an autopilot yeah. thing. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Maybe if you work at one of those places where I mean, they recycle like nothing. Everything's brand new by the month. Mm-hmm. They'll have all, completely new beers on the shelves. So unless you're just sitting there pounding beers every day to be like, this one's like this, this one's like this. Right, yeah. I can't imagine that they're like, yeah, I've had all of this. Uh, back to a magic week. It's been a while. It's been a bit. Actually, it, it hasn't. It hasn't. We just, we had such long yeah, episodes, <laughs> episodes that we haven't had just the casual. So we haven't talked much about what we've been brewing lately. Uh, That's it's been, true. It's been a few weeks. So what what you got brewing in your, in your magic realm? Well, I... Uh, I I've been still trying to like rack my brain about like a the manaless or landless commander deck, um, and it kind of and I think this in. topic helped you a little bit. It did, um, <laughs> where because a lot of the sources of mana that cost zero to play <laughs> are good cards that are used in like legacy, uh, otherwise known vintage. as power nine. Yeah, well, I think those might be those might be banned, but um, oh, you know what? Yeah, I I'm think talk- those are banned. I think yeah, right. I'm talking about Lion's Eye Diamond, like those kind of cards. That yeah, which just, isn't like, banned, but still the same thing. Still yeah. super expensive. Mana crypt um, and, and yeah, mana crypt exactly things oh. like that. Uh, but since uh, this deck might just be like a casual thing I play with you guys and not like bring it out to general public. Proxies can be a interesting uh, way of, of doing it, and also like, come on, a landless commander deck. How, how actually <laughs> oh, can that end up being? <laughs> when you say landless, are you going to incorporate the Zendikar Rising MDFC lands? Uh, I think it'll depend on how much I want to lean into the theme. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I think they're fit, right. Uh, yeah, because they are, are lands, right? They I mean, you lands. you yeah, you are then playing a lands if you're trying to legit have zero lands on the battlefields. Right. But if I say, if I describe it as a hundred spell deck, then that would also fit the theme. Which I got another spoiler warning for all of you uh, people that don't want these spoiled, I guess. They have started releasing spoilers now for Modern Horizons 2 and our upcoming D&D set. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just took a peek at a few of them. They have a enchantment land coming <laughs> in Modern Horizons. 
it, it's odd because it only makes mana the first turn it's played. So it's like a land oh, immediately. Oh, the saga. The saga, yeah. And then it and then it starts having different words, yeah, because it's a saga. Mm-hmm. And then it eventually disappears. I think that's going to be a freaking cool card, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the, the sagas are just awesome. That's going to be super powerful because it it, it kind of is a power nine card for a turn. And then it might be better because it gives you a turn two play on its second. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll discuss that. We'll have a yeah, Modern yeah, Horizons we'll look into when we get there. Uh, brewing wise for me, I got I got a whole bunch up and coming. I got a whole lot of cards on its way. I've been brewing, like, off the chain. You know, I think I got, like, maybe some paralysis from the Commander Legends set where, like, I was staring at the partners for so long and building so many decks that, like, nothing worked its way out to being, like, I need to build this. Right. It all got kind of confusing and flustered, and I didn't have enough to exchange and, and test. Uh, but then they just printed like a commander product and it was like, bam, here's a deck. <laughs> and now I now do a certain other things with it. So I'm like, bam, that's kind of awesome. Here's my structure. I can switch things out and start to just play with it that way. And you could play with like three different kinds of decks all in one. So I've been having a blast with that. I bought the uh, Silver Quill deck. Mm-hmm. Um, I've already realized that uh, the Brina was super awkward when there's not enough opponents. (laughs) I don't even think she's fun to play with a three for all. I think you need a commander game for her. It just feels awkward. (laughs) Yeah. That game was just different. (laughs) That game was different, but it did feel weird. Anytime I played her, it didn't feel impactful. It did later in the game, actually funny enough, but Mm -hmm. early on, I'm like, I'm sitting here with a card that says you should be able to draw cards, and I haven't gotten to draw anything. Right. <laughs> it was so awkward. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, it'll it'll depend, I think, a lot on the decks that the other people are playing. Like, uh, so that might be one of the things they're just like, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that. Where it's like, oh, none of my opponents are playing decks with a lot of creatures in them, so there might be situations that it's just like, oh, this this person has a higher life total, but this person's clearly winning. <laughs> so, <laughs> right, and you feel like you have to attack the guy that's has the higher life total always because you need that. You need that draw. I mean, yeah. even if you're just swinging with one creature, that's the thing though. You you can just have a one one on the side that attacks him just to get the right. Trigger. Yeah, just it's on the attack trigger. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. You just you just need nice. to kind of flood the board with some some stuff. I am playing it a little bit as like a black white good stuff deck, which feels weird too. Mm-hmm. I do like it though because it's not. It's probably my only deck I have that's not dependent on its commander whatsoever. The cards are good, so they do their thing. (laughs) That that does feel good on some level. It's the only deck I have that does that. Everything else I have depends on the commander to do anything you want you to do. (laughs) Right. This one's like, oh, kill it. I don't care. (laughs) I I don't need the thing. (laughs) I'm doing other stuff. (laughs) It's not my focus. And also a shout out to Wizards on, on these products. So... I love, instead of the oversized cards, uh, mm-hmm. we did not really know this, uh, but they have these thicker cards now. Oh, yeah. You were telling print. me that extra thick. Extra thick. And double I love stuffed. it. Double stuffed so that they don't curl. At least the commander won't curl that they give mm-hmm. you because they only give you one of these. And I'm looking at this thing going, 
I want all of them to be this. I want. I just want all of the cards to be this. At least the commanders. It just feels nice. It's thick. It's the same size, and I think it has a little more detail printed on there. Um, and also yeah. in the product, they provided these, which I didn't use yet, but they gave you little planeswalker symbols as counters that just oh, okay. come with the product. And I was like, oh. Like, yeah. So they're using some of the cardboard that they're packaging with for some different uses. Stuff that should have probably happened a long time ago. Right. <laughs> you know, give us some useful things in these products. So yeah, starting I, with I wonder if, yeah, they're able to use like different inks or like have a different printing process on those thicker ones because they're thicker. Yeah, yeah. You could tell they're not going to be printing like a full pack of like playing cards. I mean, they've already gone how far in Magic with like a certain right, yeah. card type, so they're going to keep going with it. But I like this over that oversized card, which we have discussed and how which useless that thing is. Totally. I have literally <laughs> have never, ever seen an oversized card being played. <laughs> or, casual... used, or used it for any reason. Yeah. Right? I, I was have... like, it's never used. Even when I'm just sitting there goldfishing and I have one available, I don't do it. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, this is literally garbage. Yeah, it's, it just goes in the trash. Yeah, and I have seen people do some pretty cool things with them where they're like, they use them almost like uh, like tiles for like different walls and different art projects. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's basically the most use I've ever seen. <laughs> sure, yeah, maybe poster it. Yeah, kind of put it into a little frame or something. All right. But the what we're going to be talking about, we're not going to be framing. This stuff is the proxies. What is a proxy? Let's let's get into what a proxy is. That's yeah, a easy definition, but it yeah, can mean it, a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. It the definition itself is pretty vague. It's basically like any non-official Magic: The Gathering card that right. you use in play in, it, that you want to use in the game. Which is interesting because. In the past, I think now they're they're everything is if it's printed by Wizards, it's official. But I believe the original promos were not official cards. If I'm not mistaken, I could be. This could be all hearsay nonsense. But I believe some of the promos that Wizards first handed out was not actually tournament legal. Yeah, they had a bunch of different not tournament legal printings where they had like the World Championship decks. Yes, like I, I bought one of those. I bought one of those gold border yeah. ones, and I, I still place it. It's a, well, right, because yeah. it's a deck that won a constructed exactly. league. So I know I have like a Murray's Wake in gold border, mm -hmm. which is just like, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna play that. Yeah, and then they have various other kinds of borders, like the silver border. They it's mostly used for like joke cards, but I think they've used it a couple times for like you know, uh, like Halloween or Christmas promotion, things like that. Oh, oh, but but it's an official printed card, I guess. Like, I mean, Yeah, by uh, Wizards, but it's still not. Reskinned, I guess they call it, right? Something like that, yeah. Which is, I don't know. Which we, is exactly what, what Secret Layer is. Right? I mean, like, yeah, yeah. So we have to, like, we have to glance over Secret Layer. I don't know how, yeah, how, yeah, how we far we want to go into it, because it they are promo products. Therefore, right. they're sort of in line with proxies because they're not the official set yeah card. they're not a part of a set yeah they're different arts they're very special they're usually hand-picked like for cards that people want or at least they are so far yeah they kind of like fit the same niche it's just like very expensive proxies that you can use in real very terms. expensive official proxies though because those arts are apparently allowed in uh 
constructed tournament play of which those cards are right. legal. All of these cards are legal in Commander. And uh, Commander has no competitive scene. So when we talk proxies, there's really no <laughs> illegal proxies. Just a ban list. And so yeah, as long as so, you don't use proxies of those banned cards. And that kind of enters this like weird gray area with proxies. So we're this, this is kind of like our main theme where proxies, I think, are a pretty like, hot topic. I think, well, I'll back that up a little bit. I think everyone at first is just like, oh, you shouldn't play proxies. But then I would agree. There, it, it's kind of like a taboo. Uh, like yeah. it, it's awkward, right? It's, it feels illegal. Almost. It feels like cheating. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But then you start playing the game, and there's these these scenarios that come up where you're just like, oh, okay, that's loud. Okay, that's loud. Like I think our first ever uses of proxies, like people don't even think of them really as proxies. But like when you're first starting out, you might only have two soul rings, but you have four decks. Guess what you do? You write down soul ring on a card, throw a basic land in there, and say, oh, well, I'm, this is my placeholder soul ring. Or even more basic than that. Name anybody you know that has every token of every deck they ever play. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. And has 50 of them when you have 50 tokens in play. (laughs) Doesn't happen. Yeah, so like (laughs) when you think about they're like, oh, well, they have the card. They're just don't have a lot of it. Oh, I see why they're like, I don't really feel like changing everything around. But those are, like, technically proxies. I feel like base level, everyone that plays Magic is going to use proxies for their tokens. Because, th- dude, some of these tokens for popular cards, especially in, like, tournament play, we're talking, like, Shark Typhoon. Those shark tokens are, like, $5 a pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that is a good point, because I don't know what the rules are for official tokens. So I so, think... Ma- yo, and, and so this is a, a point I wanted to bring up. Legally, in competitive play, their proxies are allowed in certain scenarios. Mm. They legit, so especially when um, Wizards started printing things like the double sided cards or the flip cards, the transform cards, the, uh, you know, the list cards, they actually had to allow proxies to be able to be played. So So a lot of the cards, because you can't have a card be flipped or anything like that during committed to play. Right. So they, they had those like checklist cards and then mm-hmm. they had like a marker on them. Right. Um, and, and you are right. I just thought of the, one of the situations where uh, we all kind of experience like foil curling. Yeah. But if, if a card <laughs> has been curled enough, it can be considered like a marked card. Like exactly. you can say, Oh, I'm going to specific. If you're want to cheat, you can say, I'm going to specifically choose foil versions of like certain cards because yep. I know that they'll curl on top of my deck. So in some tournaments, they say like, "Oh no, I I recognize you have an official version of of the your foil uh, yep. Mox Opal in your deck, but I'm going to give you a basic land that's, that has marker and then right mark, yeah, yep, yeah. and then they literally marker over it. So it's like it's a thing. You will see proxies in competitive play. It's just like. It's awkward, but it is an accepted part of the game. Like, yes, you have to have the official card. And then we'll get into kind of like my philosophy and commander proxies and everything. Uh, But like, it's just like how we have to play a lot of the times. Because again, yeah, like we said, we have to have no marked cards. Right. A lot of cards get into bad conditions and then you're forced to 
to stay legal. <laughs> it's actually yeah. more legal to have a, a fake card than it is to have a real card. It's it's weird. Exactly. So yeah. So if you sometimes you you might see those like weird situations on camera, maybe if we ever play. Well, and, and I feel <laughs> like the table magic again. And what's weird is it kind of because of all the design philosophy nowadays. So when you're playing a limited format in a store, I would say. 50% of the time or higher, 70% of the time, let's say, people aren't sleeving their decks at that point in the process. Your 40-card deck is not going to be sleeved. Well, there's so many flip cards now, you can't have you, them sitting in the deck. You have to, yeah. If you, don't, if you didn't bring sleeves, I, I, <laughs> I definitely bring sleeves too, but I just kind of so used to the feel of shuffling cards with sleeves mm -hmm. uh, in limited. But yeah, absolutely right. I like, would say I still don't a lot of the time, especially because I hate sitting there and sleeving them. <laughs> That's like the worst part of like building the deck, and you're like, God, now I gotta sit here and sleep for a minute, and like sleep, half yeah. an hour. <laughs> it, it, it is pretty annoying, but like for me, yeah, I just the way I shuffle the cards, I just like, uh, I just like, or, or even worse is unsleeving it at the end because <laughs> what are you gonna do with an all common deck, right? You're like, I, this isn't uh, yeah. gonna stay sleeved. <laughs> so, so a lot of the times, I actually still don't sleeve them. I'm just like, yeah, I'm only playing with this deck three times. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, but, and if there's a super expensive card, I'll proxy the fucking thing, right? Like, right, if yeah. it's, I'm going to say this is in my deck. I'll show them the card. I sleeved, uh, uh, like in a top loader at least. And I'll show them, hey, this is in my deck. Here's my proxy for it. Yeah, so that is... In deck. Usually, I think people will be kind of okay with that. Like, right. I don't know if you've had anybody say like, oh, no, you got to put it in your deck or anything. But yeah, nope. I, I, like if you that say like... Happen. I didn't, that's why. Happen. That's why it's like, it's weird that it's such a taboo topic because of how much it actually happens <laughs> well i think this version of proxying is is different than another version that that we'll oh, talk about oh which is just straight printing a full right. proxy deck <laughs> exactly or like you know having cards that you don't physically own like copies mm -hmm. of a card that are proxying a card that you don't own or not intending to buy i think that is a different conversation saying like hey i i pulled a card that's 45 dollars, but i don't have sleeves are you like, this is also just a kind of a for fun event. Are you really right. going to be like, no, it's, it's in your deck. Like, come on. Um, but you actually have the card and that's kind of understandable reason. But I think where it gets taboo is those fit the technical definition of proxies. But I think when people say like, how do you feel about proxies? What they really mean is like, oh, I don't own this black lotus but i'm putting in my commander deck anyway right. because i've written black lotus on a card or, <laughs> uh or that's got to be banned too right that's got to yeah, be that's probably banned. i'll say, <laughs> okay, God, I'll, I'm like, mm, I'll say uh, gaia's like. cradle that's like a super powerful card mm -hmm. that gets a game-changing effect legal and commander also worth like hundreds of dollars yep and i could see someone like oh man i have this really sweet elf deck or token deck i'm just gonna say i have a gaia's cradle it's like eh, well do you re like you don't own that card, but you're just doing it to power up your deck, right? Um, but yeah, this is why it's a kind of a gray area. So how how do you, how do you feel about that kind of proxying? Well, so I I feel like this is a good time to bring up kind of the way I do it. Sort of, it's half of how I do it. <laughs> um, in a lot of my decks that I have, I will I have a ton of proxies throughout all of my decks because it's really hard to have every card, especially if you build as many decks as we do. I can't just be like, 
buying cards. I mean, I would have to literally buy a card every day, <laughs> and I don't even have the time to like write down all the cards I don't have <laughs> and figure out where they are in what deck and how I needed it and when I needed it. Because mm-hmm. uh, eventually those decks disappear, and then, <laughs> and then I don't need it anyway. But I will usually own a singular copy of a really good card, Commander Staple, let's say Gamble. Mm-hmm. I play like four red decks. I'm probably going to have a Gamble in all those decks. So I will print out three Gamble copies, and I'll put a Gamble in every deck. But I own that one copy of Gamble. Right. So theoretically, if we had enough time in our lives, I could take it out of that sleeve. I could put it into the sleeve of my other deck, right? Yeah, Shuffle yeah. up, and it would be like nothing ever happened. I have all these cards, but of course, you know, that's for my red deck. Well, I play a red-blue deck, and blue, everyone's got a Cyclonic Rift. Well, shit, I need to get the Cyclonic Rift from the other deck and put it in this deck. And I I can't be doing that every game. (laughs) It Mm -hmm. just doesn't work like that. Um, Other things I do is I love to proxy cards that I've always wanted to try, but it costs like $20, and I don't want to spend $20 right now for that one card that I want to try for like one deck right now. Maybe it'll go in more, but right now, I just want to try it out in this deck. So like just recently, I had um, a proxy Terror of the Peaks. That mm. That's like a $20 card, and I was just like, let's see how this does. And it was very good. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't own one. Right. Um. But maybe I should, because I played it now with that proxy enough times to go, this is a good card. I mean, this this wins games. <laughs> and unfortunately, I think uh, that card, it that's, it's played in standard, I think. But right, right. It's I almost like it. I'll wait for it to leave standard, rotate, and then we yeah. know it'll jump down from that $20 mark down to like 15 possibly right. down to 10 and then I'll buy it. But man, Titanja isn't the worst feeling when you're just like, oh, well, this $15 standard card, like, it'll go down once it rotates, and then someone and then goes like a higher. modern deck. <laughs> and, then, and then it just goes, okay, goes to like 40. You're just like, What's oh, lucky? Yeah. You kind of have a little, ink. so this cost, this card costs five mana. You're pretty safe. Right? Yeah, yeah, In the exactly. turtle formats, five mana is too much, generally. It's going to go down when it rotates. So right. you guys can rest assured. Yeah, it, it, it doesn't, like, win the game the turn it's played. Yes. It doesn't yeah, have no, it. It's yeah. just a good, solid commander build run. It, it is requires going to... other creatures or other things to happen for it to go off to. Right. It's not to say that that card won't, like, go higher, or, or and it won't completely plummet. It's never going to be a $2 card. <laughs> right, yeah. And... I'm, I'm suspecting it'll sit around the $10 mark eventually. Because there's a lot of people who might want it for Commander, but they own four copies of it because of Standard. For Standard, But they only need one for Commander. Right, so they'll sell their three copies. And then, that's to say, though, also, so we're saying it'll bottom at 10, and then how magic always works. I mean, five years from now, if they never reprint it, it's going to be $40 again, (laughs) if it never catches a reprint. Though that's a card that I could see catching a reprint in in a Standard set, probably again. In the future, down the line. Uh, so it sounds like your kind of proxy philosophy is based around either like, oh, I have one and I just want other copies of it to exist in my collection. Yep. But I just don't <clears throat> want to keep switching around. And also, like the the price thing, I think, is where people have strong opinions. Like, like I said with the Gaius Cradle example, like that card is super expensive. Right. And it definitely makes people's deck 
decks way way better with it in it right right, um, right. <clears throat> i think this is this is kind of where my philosophy comes in it's like it's very personal to the play group and i think it how offensive a proxy is kind of dependent on how your deck is built around it like your terror of the peaks it's a good card, but it's not like you're tutoring it up every single time. No, yeah, you're, you're, you're not, not. It's not built. I've around. maybe played it like three times. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, but like a person with a token or an elf deck, like how are they like? And they tutor up Gaia's Cradle every single time that they <laughs> yeah, can. Yeah, because they like, have a million oh, land on. searches. Yeah, 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 yeah. That feels bad because it it feels like a workaround the trading card aspect of it. Sure, sure, um, you're right. Yeah. And maybe your playgroup doesn't care. Like, maybe no one really cares about it, but... Yeah, maybe uh, if it's that one deck that, like, this is what it does. <laughs> like, it's just looking for this one card. It's a $400 card, so I'm not going to have it. <laughs> right. And I, so it kind of, like... It's possible. I think within your playgroup, it, it can... You can work it in, <laughs> essentially. Right. But I think if you play proxies in your deck, you and you go out into the public, you have to be ready to just take them all out and replace them with other legal cards. Because Maybe not in Commander, though. Maybe not. If you're playing no, a casual think... game at a... At a really? When, at a store? I mean, I haven't done it much. I've only done it a few times, and no one's ever said anything about my proxies. Yeah, like, I think... Um, I, again, I think it depends on what the proxies are, too. This is why it's... That's true. Kind of hard right. I've, never, I've never chucked down a Geyer's Cradle. <laughs> exactly. Like, right. Like, here I am chucking down... Well, and then I always... You know, if someone does say something, I say my sentence. Like, oh, yeah, yeah like, I own it if you really need me to. If you want me to go grab it, yeah, I'll get it. Yeah, usually, uh, well, if that happens, it. everyone's like, oh, okay. Like, you own it, at least. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think you just have to be aware that that might happen to you when you go out. So you're not just like, I spent all this money on these proxies and now no one, like everyone hates me for some reason. It's like that, that sentiment's going to be out there. Um, yeah. I, so I used to like never really want to put any proxies in my decks. I've changed a lot about my idea about whether proxies should go in my decks, <laughs> specifically around things like lands. Like, I 100% agree with lands. Enough like, paying $10 for a shock land when you can buy $2 like proxies that to me look so much cooler. <laughs> yeah, and like the shock lands, um, you, you, if you play standard and you play it in a, in a format that has them, you usually just accumulate them yeah. as they come out. But like, the, let's talk about like the high, high end, like the dual lands. Because some of these costs like... Hundreds and, I, and hundreds of dollars. I do play those. And yeah, and I I have proxies of those too. And I I will fight anybody who says having a uh underground sea in your deck is, is like is just so it makes your deck so good. It's like it feel, it, at this point in Commander, it feels like you played an island. It like literally doesn't matter. <laughs> when you talk about the difference between uh underground sea and a watery grave it's two life <laughs> well in a not 40 even life that. game not even that it's just like well I, i'm I, just I, talking I, about like literally the mechanics of it yeah the mechanics sure, the mechanics sure. of it like that is the difference and everyone is like oh like ten dollars for this card a thousand dollars for this <laughs> other card just like i don't think if any if if you told me like oh i like have two underground sea or have two watery graves instead of a watery grave and underground sea, like versus an underground sea and a watery grave, 
those two decks are the exact same power level. <laughs> like having, it's like, so it's, it's a little ridiculous to uh, have these cards so expensive that do not have to do with power level at all. I have um, I have a great example of this whole argument for you. All right, yeah. I have a Karametra deck. In my Karametra deck, I'm literally playing it as a Tapland that just has a different name. <laughs> right, yeah, because <laughs> Karametra's is- ability always puts it into play tapped, and it's it's a for it's a forest slash a plains that I can search up, but it'll always enter tapped for me. Right, yeah, and so it's I literally, only play it because it has a different name. <laughs> it's identical to uh, a Temple Garden. It's <laughs> like literally Temple Garden. It is a it's just a Temple Garden. And I think the the fetch lands have a slight upgrade in a mechanical advantage over like the original do lands. They absolutely like, do. You're, yeah, I think playing those is, is probably more taboo, right? Because they are stronger. They have landfall synergies. They have. Yeah, I think if you're playing like, it, I think people will like groan at that. Like if you play a proxy underground sea, I think people will be like. Uh, in in the wild, so to speak. Yeah, they would be like, think that's they would think that's ridiculous, right? They'd be like, "No, you can't do that." Well, I, but then if you, I think they will have that initial reaction. You're like, "What? Okay, do you want me yeah. to replace that? Want me to give <laughs> two life to, to to put this on on the tap?" And they'd be like, "Oh yeah, that doesn't really matter." But I think if you have like like you said a landfall deck, and then you have you know five colored all, all fetch lands fetches, yeah, in there, that might be. Oh, I mean, all right. Here's one. Here's what a place you shouldn't do that is if you have, so the fetch lands technically you can play them if you're not playing those colors right <laughs> don't do that <laughs> i don't yeah. care if you own them don't do that it yeah, feels that, so wrong <laughs> that's like an unwritten rule of command yeah <laughs> like if you're playing a yeah like a green uh a green red deck say don't my play deck. Say, say my Karametra deck right i shouldn't be playing arid mesa in my Karametra deck it would help my Karametra deck any yeah. any of those would help greatly that's doubling all my landfall triggers that's enormous. well actually i'm not sure if arid mesa is legal because it has the it creates mana it creates like the red mana. It might be, but I just know for what? a fact. No, Arid Mesa is the, the fetch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Arid oh, no, no, Arid Mesa is the fetch land. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm allowed to Absolutely. play that in yeah. Karametra. I, I thought it, yeah, I thought it was the uh, the the uh, dual land. I will but, say yeah, though, I have been looking into a brew of putting Urborg in a deck without black. That's perfectly legal. It is legal, yes. And I've been looking into the, the possibilities of that because there are certain cards that care about how many swamps are on the battlefield, which I right. think is funny. That would be, yeah, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. In yes! Aspect. But, like, looking at some cards that are just, like, super powerful, like, Time Walk. Like, if someone oh, plays a proxy God, Time yeah, Walk, please, I'd be like, uh, come on. No, uh, that one's got to be banned in Commander. It's probably no? banned. Yeah, uh, that one's got to be. The we- some of the weirdest cards are are just banned. Um, yeah, well, the cards that uh, all the cards that flip the game on its head. So there was like Sway of the Stars is banned, and and I think the yeah so, or yeah. Uh, so like, how about uh? Sorry, I'm looking at just like a list of proxies. Um, Mana Drain. That's probably not banned, right? It is not banned, and they just printed it again in Commander Legends. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you. Oh, I guess you have to allow it, but like, no, actually, that well, no, 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 so no. Well, I'm just saying, like, so, some of the, some of the, or uh, 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 doubling season. 
let's say that if someone plays like a proxy doubling season, that's like mm. ah, that's change it that vastly changes the power level of your deck. True. That. Yeah, and I imagine is, you're playing like a planeswalker deck, or, right? Or like if someone proxies uh, doubling season in their super friends deck, and they're like, oh well, I don't want to pay fifty dollars. I'll be like, yeah, but you kind of just won the game here. Um, mm, people fair. will feel bad about it. Um, so it's just one of those things that's like, there's no real hard or fast rule about like all proxies are bad. Yeah, because you could also it. like just not play it. <laughs> Maybe the game would be cool, but <laughs> right. And, and I think that's kind of part of it, right? Like, yeah. proxying for power level is looked worse upon than proxying for like what you energy, like. maybe <laughs> or. I guess I'm more meant like making, I'm going to make my deck like almost a competitive level deck where I like combo off on turn two all, all the time. And it's just all the expensive cards are proxied. Right. It's like, ah, that feels like you're kind of getting around something. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I have a weird relationship with proxying because I've done it since the beginning of time. I even back in college, um, let's talk about, and not a commander sense. How about like a modern sense? Modern is so expensive and it's a very, very fun format. But to get someone interested in modern, I mean, you're shelling out like 500 bucks for a single deck that might be irrelevant in the competitive scene a week from now. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like to get into that well, format, what what's wrong with like printing yourself up a deck? You know, because there's services online and stuff that you just rent a deck from. They don't really have you don't have that luxury in person to just be like I kind I just need to borrow this perfect deck and then I'll give it back because I don't need it I just need it for this tournament. So. Yeah, I think um, modern is is so modern is different. I think almost because other people are spending a lot of investment, it's kind of like Expected. bad form. I think. Mm. To say like, oh, what about I... to get into the format though, right? To play it. So what I did back in college, we had a little modern tournament, and we all just practiced our decks because we yeah, that's because yeah, we're, so we we're all them <laughs> we're not so we printed them all out, and we and we had a little modern tournament, and it was yeah. And I, it was I fun. think again, like casually between friends, obviously you can just do whatever you yeah, want. Yeah, that doesn't. But matter, like yeah. going to a store with those even decks. just like where everybody <laughs> like also modern events usually stores charge money, so they it's like yeah. So you you pay like I don't know five bucks or ten dollars for a play-in fee. So then I don't think your store will ever allow you to do proxies when prizes are at stake. Um, so we'll suggest to the audience at this point if you're looking to do modern or one of those sets and or pi pioneer even I I don't think you're ever gonna look as far as the legacy or vintage. They don't really hold no. those tournaments anyway. Yeah. Mostly even standard standard's expensive. Standard, yeah, is pretty expensive. At least with standard, you can kind of like if you draft a lot, which isn't super expensive. You can get there, uh, you maybe can get, you can, you get, can close. get there a little bit, or yeah. like you can trade up. You probably will have to buy. You have to spend like another like fifty bucks to get your deck from. I'm like going two one one two at my local game store to go and like oh I could three zero a couple times. You might have to spend some money. That's all uh, to say. If you guys are new to any kind of store. Play limited first. <laughs> yeah. Because it's it's the easiest entry. You're all on the same level. It's actually a super fun format. It always is. Limited's never busted because it's just limited. Everyone's on the same playing field right at the start. I would start oh, yeah. there. 
And if you want to get into the modern scene at the store, so go to resources like MTG Goldfish, probably something like that, and look up their budget decks, see how they mm-hmm. do. You could watch the gameplay of them, see if it's something you like. Uh, and you could buy decks, I know, for I think they do a budget of like $100 is, is the lowest for a modern Oh, deck. yeah. They're, uh, they have like, or Saffron Olive does like Budget Magic series. Yeah. I think it's a hundred dollars. Some of those bucks. decks are actually pretty good, and they're actually pretty. Yeah, they're, you'll you won't win probably, <laughs> but you'll play modern, which is yeah. Something. And, and like it's it's kind of funny. Like getting up to tier two is pretty easy in modern. I mean, it still costs a lot of money. Yeah, um, because just the lands are used in. I just everywhere. I can't imagine even at a local store. What I I I mean, uh, competitive magic hasn't happened in it forever, but. We're talking maybe six months from now. Actually, they just announced at the end of this month, we're going to be able to go back into stores and play Magic, actually. Oh, I can't I wait. I'm probably going to draft. So, like, by the next set that comes out, which I guess is Modern Horizons, I think, is the next one. Ugh. And drafting Modern Horizons 1 was so much fun. Yeah, I heard it was awesome. I never I got to. It. Did you get to do that? Yeah, I went to, uh, there was a GP back when they magic uh things used to be called gp or magic fest or whatever they're called yeah. now no well there's st- there still Fort gps Worth. they're still gps they just oh, they're also GPs at magic fest yeah they just now also have magic fest yeah yeah so i i went to one and that's basically what i did for my awesome. play yeah that's modern horizons was sweet cards i'm definitely going to draft modern horizons 2 uh oh, yeah. in store i think the cards are going to be outrageously powerful oh, oh, oh yeah <laughs> So I'll definitely be drafting that set when it comes out. But this was all to say, what was my 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 point in this? (laughs) Uh, Basically, like I lost my if you're you're planning, maybe this was it. If you're planning and going into stores, you might get some resistance. Are you talking about modern and stuff? Oh, uh, yes. I was I was wondering how powerful people were in like in local stores and like, I I don't know what the landscape's like. I I imagine even in local stores, people would want to play the most competitive decks just because they want to win. So (laughs) there's, there's a wide range. So in, in modern, like tier one decks, they change over pretty rapidly, but like, there's probably like 20 tier two decks. Yeah. And it's a good format. I love modern. It's a good good. And one of the things that kind of keeps it, uh, interesting is because it's so expensive people buy into modern and that's the deck that they play yeah so like yeah. they're not going to change it up <laughs> yeah you're really not going to change it up like oh there's this cool dude uh like when arc like phoenix came out like people mm. who are already playing blue red they just bought the arc like phoenix and they're like okay this like fits in with my deck anyway Plays but phoenix, people who are yeah. playing you know tron they weren't going to be like oh well unless they sold all their cards and bought the new ones um but yeah, it's not a whole. It's there's some people being the new tier one decks, but there's just a lot of tier two decks. So like, if you get to a certain power level, you could probably have some fun. But maybe level. also look into uh, Pioneer because they don't require fetch lands, which is sweet. <laughs> yes, yeah, and and a lot of the uh, a lot of the staples like Snapcaster Mage, Liliana, they're not in Pioneer. they're not in the format. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. That's pretty sweet. Um, so what are some sources for proxying? We talked about proxying enough. How would people do that? Ah, well, uh, one thing that I did for some tokens when I made my own tokens. Um, yeah. If you, <laughs> uh, so you could just do like the normal, like print it out on a piece of paper and slip it in front of the card. But another really cool way you can do it is um, 
there's these transparent like sheets that you can print onto with like a regular printer. Okay. Uh, that's sticky on one side and, and it's not sticky on the other side. So if you take, um, I haven't tried it with any new foils, but if you took some old foils and mm-hmm. used acetone, you can get rid of all the ink on the foil. And it's just a, it's just a shiny reflective card. And then huh. you can print out a picture on the transparent sheet and then stick it onto the, uh, onto the foil. And then Dang. you just have a foil card. Do you have an example of that? I don't yes. think I've ever seen. Yeah, I would, I would, I would like to see. Uh, I know all of you out there. This might not be as interesting to you, but to me, I'm like, hmm, I'm intrigued. Let's take a yeah. look at it. I'll, I'll explain to you how my visual senses are t- taking in this picture. They look sweet as heck. So yeah. they're like ornithopters, or yeah, these are my blue thopter tokens for my Brea deck. Awesome. They look incredible. So what foil did you take? Just a random like land foil? Yeah, I just found like random. I saved a bunch of foils from like draft chaff. Yeah. So they'll just be like a random like foil common. And yeah. then I just use acetone to scrub out the ink. And it's just left with a foil base card. That's just totally Whoa. blank. That is legit. That's way more legit than I do. I just kind of print off you know, pictures of cards and cut them out mm-hmm. and then slide. So importantly, when you put them in it, you have to put them in a sleeve when you have a proxy out because you're printing right. on a piece of paper. So you put them in a <laughs> sleeve. Funny, just literally printing the piece of paper. Yeah, just like slapping it on a sleeve. Yeah, and then you uh-huh. have to slide in a real magic card into a sleeve and then you slide the piece of paper over the card. They turn out looking pretty good and you can't tell the difference and it's not like it's a marked card right. because it's it's completely in the sleeve. And there's a real magic card in there. <laughs> so. oh, that that kind of is a one way that I test cards a lot where I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know which I have like four spots left. And right. I, this, I this is my whole between. point with uh, with Terror of the Peaks, right? I'm yeah. just testing the card out. I'm going to have well, just a whole bunch and I'm going to play what, with them. What I do is I will print out the names of like three or four cards that I'm thinking about in the slot. And when I'm goldfishing, if I draw ah. them, I'd be like, which card would be the most useful right now? Ah, interesting. Okay. And then that's how I decide. Like, oh, I don't know if I need another removal spell or if this cool combo card. That would is be funny if it. you played that against us and been like, this is a modal card. I have four choices, guys. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All of them just say Cyclonic Rift on them, too. <laughs> I'm just going to choose the best of these four cards. I'll show you uh-huh. the list, guys. The tell you i, I have like, the list See? i it own all these cards you can get mad at me <laughs> it has to be one of these four <laughs> that's just your deck list eric yep i get to choose <laughs> tutor on a stick by drawing a card yeah. that <laughs> sounds like a that sounds like a uh unleashed or <laughs> unstable card <laughs> write down five card names you can yeah, choose for all oh, that would be that hey wizards if you're listening that's a that's funny it's mm-hmm. throw that in there select a card the select a card the select a card <laughs> <laughs> i know they do have like uh there was like an urza's planewalker they they did where all of its pluses was like go to a website and like click spin the wheel and it'll like oh, oh yeah yeah <laughs> ask urza <laughs> ask urza <laughs> yeah Oh, man. Uh, but, uh, um, other sources yeah. other sources we got so so you could print them out you could do them the jank way like i suggested the cool official way like eric suggested uh you gotta be a little a little fancier for that or you could go to different websites that do it like etsy's i i bet you could even get them off amazon you could probably get them off 
any of the wizard stores. Oh, yeah. you, know, you can get them off that stuff too. I would oh, suggest yeah. Etsy. I've bought some really great stuff from because a lot of the cards there look so sweet. These guys are printing these cards, these shock lands and fetch lands for $3 a piece. And they look stunning. You know, it is kind of funny. Um, it seems on Etsy, uh, there's like a, the market rate for proxies are like three, three <laughs> to four dollars. Yeah. Card. Or five for foil, five for foils. And, um, I kind of like that price point because it's just expensive enough that no one's going to be like, oh, well, I'll just may I'll just proxy my entire deck. Right. Yeah. That's, you that's can't, like, that's expensive. <laughs> yeah. It's more expensive than a normal deck. Um, but yeah, like the art is just like so good. And also you have the added benefit of like, however you feel about proxies, like at least you're supporting like an individual artist. Yep. Yep. It's a local business. Uh, and the, again, the art's amazing. So like the, the yeah. they are pretty cool. And it, you know, if you and everyone else goes to some different sites, you'll have some different art shown. If everyone goes to the same Etsy dude, I mean, everyone's going to end up with the same art. Might not be as cool to have like completely, you know, it's nice to have a unique cards, which is kind of the, a little bit of the point of secret layers too, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. But, but I just want to reinforce how awesome these individual artists are and making yeah. cards because they're, awesome. that is, a, I believe a very tangible benefit to proxies. It's like, man, some of these art is just so cool. It's so cool. And if it, you're it, in a play group that is like fine with the proxy things, these cards look amazing. So if you're into like the secret layer things, well, here's like a secret layer for you that, that costs a tenth of the price for certain cards that you want. Right. You can select card individually instead of the secret layer where you buy them, you know, all in one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've spent a lot of time looking at cards and a lot of them are the cards that I own and doing the things yeah. like, oh, well, I own it. I could put it in there if someone yells at me, but. Yep, yep. Just sure. Browsing Just to arts. look good. Yeah. So I think. Any other think sources? Our... Any other sources that we could suggest? I don't really know. I, I I don't know where else you'd go for them. I mean. I don't know. Yeah. I know people do custom ones themselves, but those are going to cost well above what the card costs itself. Like alter. If you're talking about alters, you're going to be spending more money than the card's worth. <laughs> and it's yeah. still illegal. <laughs> Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's going to be that that's one you just like like the art artist or like the art enough where you might not even play it. Right. And that but it's funny to think about that kind of topic too cuz people are doing that as well, right? I I've seen like an Eighth of Flux Reservoir as a Death Star. And oh it was yeah. So good and I was like, "Oh my god, but it was like 80 bucks." Yeah. But if you wanted that, you're going to play it and I don't know. It's an official magic card. It's just not it's just an official changed. magic card anymore. But I, you, I want to highlight again what you said. They some altars are also not legal because yeah, like, they're not. the paint that they use raises uh, above the card face just enough to be considered like a marked card. Yep. Um. But yeah, it's it's the whole proxy conversation. Yeah, it, it's basically just like oh, talk to your play group, see if they're like, hey, if they're fine with it, um, then go for it. But understand that not everybody is gonna like be cool with that yeah i'd say try not to do the power nine stuff but print out so i've also done right where we're building decks so often so often and i'm like oh man i have like 20 cards i need and i need them right now and i want to play with them tonight i'll just print Mm -hmm. them out right put them in because it saves you time too 
Right, yeah, especially if you do like the printout method. Yeah, the printout method, I mean, we're talking, you could print them out, have them done within a half hour when it takes 14 days for them to ship, even if you bought them right there and yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. So you're not getting them anytime soon. But uh, prepare to buy a lot of printer ink <laughs> if you get used to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you want the ink to look good too because it. there's nothing worse than a really bad... Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> proxy prints it out. I will say, I you know, there was one site that worked absolutely the best for me, which was, I think it was called MTG Press. And it doesn't work for me anymore, and I'm very sad about it. Yeah, mtgpress.net gave me the best-looking cards I've ever had, and I can't get them anymore. <laughs> uh, um, oh, there are... There's another... Oh, sorry. I go know. ahead. There's another kind of cool option where... I've seen some people, they bought like whiteboard cards, like cards that have like dry erasable aside on them. So basically, like if you need a bunch of tokens, you can literally just take a dry erase marker, right? One, one fly. Mm. I have flying on it. Oh, dry erase. That's an interesting way to do it. Yeah. So yeah, it's I like, like technically proxies, but yeah, it's, it's like, oh, these are my uniform tokens. Yeah, I just I just started, which is funny. We've been playing for how long? And like just now, am I like saving all the tokens I ever get? And Me I'm starting too. Yeah, <laughs> and so I'm starting scary. just an enormous token collection. Uh it's not even sorted. It's just it's just complete like it's just all over the place right now. I have enough too where I probably should start sorting. I have two giant piles worth of tokens. Um, so everyone out there, save your tokens. They feel like jank, but they're not. Save all your tokens. Have a big yeah. token pile. You're going to need it. Who knows when you're going to use that token? Just save your big tokens. It definitely helps when someone like Beast within your permanent. I definitely like, have a 3-3 three, three Beast, I'm sure. Just, yeah. That. Yep, right think... there. Oh, no, 4-4 four, four Beast. No! No! What do you think is help. like, what do you think is like the token? If someone just needs, if someone just needs one token. Is it a 3-3 beast? 3-3 beast or a 1-1 human? 1-1 human. Lots of 1-1s. Or 1-1 spirit. I I find it offensive that there are 1-1 spirits that don't fly. (laughs) (laughs) Like the Forbidden Orchard spirit. I always want it to fly. I'm like, oh good, at least I can attack. Oh no, wait, it doesn't have fly. Yeah. But you might be right. For commander purposes, it might be a 3-3 beast. That kind of... Or like a treasure a token, things. maybe? Because like a 3-3 beast could also be the 3-3 ape that, that is created from like the rapid hybridizations or pongifies. Counts. Right, that's There's true. Three threes. Those are some popular cards. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I, le- I probably should buy some of these dry erase token cards. They sound pretty sweet. I actually haven't heard of those or seen those myself, but that that... That sounds pretty smart. Because not only that, those could be used for a lot of cards that, um, you know, I'll make a copy of your guy over there. Well, right, then you exactly. can just... Right, instead of... It's not just a 1-3. It's a, it's that guy. It's a Tamu. Like I don't know. Your Paco, Paco deck, where it's... Paco. It's Mountain. Oh, yeah. That, so for Paco needs a bunch of those, right? Yeah, because I'm making things all over the place. Yeah. I have just everyone's cards. I had an Ugin last week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I flipped over Ugin. I was like, oh boy. Uh, there you go. Brett never plays Ugin except when it's someone else's. <laughs> someone else's Ugin. Ugin, good card. 
<laughs> it turns out. I know. Hot take. I know. <laughs> Shout out to Ugin. It was a hot card. All right. What have we been talking about next week? That, that was that's basically our, our proxy discussion. Yeah, that's our proxy discussion. Uh, we gave you no definite pointers, <laughs> but that's kind of the <laughs> whole point did. of it. We gave you some sources. We told yeah, you yeah. it's fine. You can that's do it true. in your play group. Talk to your play group. You can, and we think you could show up to a store and mostly do it uh, with maybe some pushback. That's that's kind of where I disagree a little bit. Like if you go in cold and have a bunch of proxies, it definitely will depend on what the proxies are. And if you own the cards. Yeah. Like like Maybe. what you said, like, oh, I, I own this, I own it, but but it's in another deck. I don't think anybody will be like, go get it right now. I don't think um, they would either. If they but, did, uh, again, the Gaia's Cradle, if you're tutoring out Gaia's Cradle with uh, your, with any sort of land tutor, and then comboing off with it and it's not real and they're like do you know what those like nope i just thought it's really good i think people will be like i don't want to play with you anymore (laughs) (laughs) so be prepared to lose friends the episode yeah (laughs) basically (laughs) no no no. but but the proxies in the broader term like you said i don't think people will have a problem with it no i don't think so all right well next week we're back to D &D. what we'll be discussing then so it'll be their second part of our character creation uh series. series Character creation series this Brought time. to you by Dragon Party. Dragon Party. <laughs> uh, yeah, so this is like where you need to uh, editor put in the a new foe approaches from Super Smash. Uh, oh, sound. Oh, okay. I'll see if I can find that. I don't, I don't uh, know. I don't know how things work yet. <laughs> so Brett's our editor. So. I'm an, I'm an editing noob, man. I'm uh, like I'm lucky but, enough no. to take out that cough at that. 39 minutes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I was just trying to create more work for you. Uh, but no, we're going to do uh, the wizard. This is my wizard. personal favorite class out there. And this is kind of like the the uh, uh, magic side of the fighter. Where this it is might like... be the most stereotypical one for sure. <laughs> yeah. this, this is the this... one that the memes are made of, uh, like with the Dungeons and Dragons. Character. Oh, yeah. This is like, this is the one. Oh, yeah. It. So this it'll be great. Uh, it probably won't be as long as the last one because we kind of went over Might a lot be, of though, character Because wizard's a pretty stuff. complicated class. That's true. And yeah, so it's pretty it complicated. A lot. It's there's a lot of personal choice kind of yeah, going on there. I, I feel like it will be as long. I I mean by long these epi- those episodes was like an hour and a half. I think. God, nothing feels long anymore when you've had a three and a half episode. When you had a three and a half hour one, yeah. <laughs> everything feels like psh, an hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what uh, what if you it felt Noob. long for you guys listening to it, it felt even longer for us recording it. We took yeah. a break. And we were like, because well, we it still was have two schools left to go. Oh my <laughs> god, that was like four and a half hours for us. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. In total time. Right. What's the next uh, magic? All right, topic. magic p- topic, and this is going to tie in to our email shoutouts uh, because our friend Sebastian, shout out Sebastian. With a new and, baby out there. And his new baby. New new baby. New baby father. Well, he's the father. The baby's not a father. I hope not. Uh, <laughs> Things got real weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, he reached out to us on our on our Gmail and he mentioned that he would like to, an episode on the difference between commander mechanics versus constructed mechanics. And I we we had that topic down. So we are going to get to that. Uh, so that is going to be our next podcast. It's going to be about commander mechanics versus constructed. And I also included in there limited mechanics because those are 
that's also a separate topic. And we also right. want you guys to get into limited because I think it's the best way to get into magic. Oh, definitely. Right. Uh, and start building up a collection and whatnot. Uh, also, another shout out to uh, Dan Piracini from Forget the Whales Band because they are outro music. He reached out to us and thanked us for, for using his music on our podcast. He did? He did. Awesome. awesome? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, he reached out, he was like, emailed us like, hey, man. Listen to the podcast. Thanks for uh, using our music at the outro. I was like, that's really cool. Yeah, dude. All right. Dan. Yeah. Shout out to Dan and forget the whale. If you guys like that outro music, go check those guys out. Uh, we haven't officially, we've mentioned it in our, if you read our, uh, you know, little snippets. I don't know how they show up on certain podcasts, you know, yeah. cause I haven't looked at them all. Our, like description. Yeah. It's, it's in our description. When I list uh, about the episode, I'll list, uh, who our outro is by it's by forget the whale so that that's what you'll hear at the end of our uh, party on statement but we'll start mm-hmm. playing them and fade out to them at every episode uh it's good music so go, go ahead and listen to them they gave us a shout out so shout out back to them uh where, where could they reach out to us if they wanted to reach out to us yeah get so a shout have... out like we just did what, yeah what, what exactly. a great shout out that was that was the best <laughs> shout out that was a top tier shout out <laughs> would, would shout out again <laughs> uh so you could reach out to us uh gmail uh our email account is a dragon party podcast at gmail.com or twitter at dragon party pod awesome awesome and as always to all you listeners out there party on party on party on